Obesity Week Part 2. This is the Weight and Healthcare newsletter. If you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing and or sharing at weightandhealthcare.com. In Part 1, we talked a bit about who was behind, quote, Obesity Week and the money involved. Today, we're going to look at how this plays out. As I mentioned in Part 1, quote, Obesity Week, or OW, is a week dedicated to propping up the weight-centric paradigm in general. This is the massively profitable paradigm that uses weight as a proxy for health, tries to define simply existing in a higher weight body as a disease that requires treatment, and trying to tamp down any weight-neutral paradigm principles that have been gaining ground, whether by truly questionable research or an attempt to co-op principles like anti-weight stigma work and make them about selling weight loss. It's neither here nor there, but it was amusing to me that when I clicked on the OW website, the first thing I saw was a large graphic with the text, don't fall for a scam. For a quick moment, I thought maybe they had come to their senses or been hacked by someone who had, but it turns out there was some scam site selling tickets to the event. Still, don't fall for a scam is certainly good advice when we're discussing the weight-centric paradigm and the people who have built their careers and finances on it. I started with the program. Propping up the weight-centric paradigm is an overarching theme throughout these presentations, and it starts before OW even kicks off. It turns out that prior to OW, one can attend, quote, obesity treatment boot camp. Militaristic euphemisms for the way that healthcare providers are going to engage with higher weight people are always a cause for concern. So is a complete lack of evidence basis for your program, but we'll get to that momentarily. For some background, this boot camp is put on by the UTSW Medical Center, which, per Zipia, has an annual revenue of $795.7 million. I couldn't find the specific amount of their revenue that comes from their, quote, weight wellness clinic, but Zipia found that the revenue per employee ratio is $1,438,839. And just in terms of the MDs, there are 11 listed on the UTSW website for the weight wellness clinic. I also found a job opening for a dietitian in this clinic with a salary range of $206,746 to $265,604. Let's talk about content. They claim that this boot camp is, quote, designed to provide healthcare providers with practical advice for achieving healthy weight loss in patients with, quote, overweight and, quote, obesity. First, note that now it's the practitioners who are achieving weight loss, the patient becoming further dehumanized as simply a conduit for practitioner achievement. Also see the use of person-first language, which is a weight loss industry marketing tactic hidden under a smokescreen of being anti-weight stigma. More to the point, we know that in terms of behavior-based interventions and pharmacotherapy, there is no research demonstrating long-term significant weight loss, but there is research demonstrating harm for the weight cycling that is, by far, the most common outcome. When it comes to surgeries, in addition to high rates of weight regain, the combination of dangerous side effects, catastrophically poor outcomes, lack of prognostics and long-term data, and issues with research ethics and methodology draws the question of these procedures constituting ethical evidence-based medicine into question. I'm pointing these issues out here with the acknowledgement that they are a running theme throughout all of OW, and to keep this from becoming a novel, I won't point them out every time. Let's get to the actual OW programming. In the presidential plenary, Dr. Rena Wing will get an award for her contributions to the field. She is one of the founders of the National Weight Control Registry, which I often use in talks as one of the clearest examples of the total failure of weight science research to adhere to the most basic of research methods ethics and best practices. 
Put plainly, they're handing out awards to the people who've been at the top of the weight loss field for the last 50 years, while simultaneously bemoaning the fact that the population of higher weight people has been ever growing over that same time frame. The fact that they are doling out awards when, by their own measure, which is the eradication of existing fat people and prevention of additional fat people from existing, the field has been an abject failure is a pretty good reminder that the field of so-called, quote, obesity medicine has, and continues to be, not about supporting the health of fat people, but about exploiting them for money and then giving each other a pat on the back for doing such a good job of it. They have a special section for, quote, corporate-supported symposia. They advise that they are free to attend, but most require that attendees, quote, have a professional role related to, quote, obesity research and treatment. Here we have a talk about pharmacotherapy put on by Corax Pharmaceuticals, and a talk that tries to increase the rates at which primary care providers engage in weight loss talk, in a similar vein to the workshops that Purdue Pharma used to put on to encourage OxyContin prescriptions, put on by Lilly, those hoping to make massive profits from terzepatide prescriptions. Finally, a talk from Novo Nordisk, the Purdue Pharma of weight loss companies, that turns healthcare for higher weight people into a, quote, fun escape room, end quote. No surprise, the speakers in these talks are directly part of these organizations or taking payments from them. The danger here is that the fact that they have a special section for corporate-supported symposia will mislead people into believing that the rest of the talks aren't corporate-supported. Let's take a look at some of their key lectures to investigate this. First, we'll look at key lecture, Ildiko Lingve, The Time Is Now, quote, obesity-centric approach for the treatment of type 2 diabetes. This appears to be another dangerous but profitable attempt to create standards of care that treat higher weight people with type 2 diabetes differently than thin people with type 2 diabetes, even when the presentation, A1C, complications, etc., is the same. Per openpaymentsdata.cms.gov, and all the payment information here is for the years 2015 to 2022. The main lecturer, Ildiko Lingve, has taken $557,326.18 in direct payments from the pharma industry, $89,688.67 in research payments, and $6,174,115.79 in associated research funding. The majority was from Novo Nordisk, with a massive increase between 2021 and 2022 when they started pushing their weight loss drug. Lingve took $125,388 in 2022 alone. For comparison purposes, the U.S. mean among doctors for that time was $4,218. Or how about key lectures, Lee Kaplan and Annie Jastrovoff, Around the Corner and Into the Future? What's in the pipeline for anti-quote obesity medications? The first line is, quote, anti-quote obesity medications are fast becoming the most promising of all, quote, obesity therapies. Speaker Lee Kaplan has taken $1,727,078 from the pharmaceutical industry, most from Novo Nordisk, but also from Eli Lilly, both of whom are aggressively marketing weight loss medications. Session share and Q&A moderator Angela Fitch has taken $65,526.48 in direct payments and another $2,298.13 in research funding, again, predominantly from Novo Nordisk. 
Co-speaker Anya Jastroboff has taken a total of $216,710.24 in direct payments, $21,790.60 in research funding, and $172,150.47 in associated research funding, predominantly from Novo Nordisk and Eli Lilly, with, again, a massive jump between 2020 and 2022. As is common in the big pharma to medical education pipeline, none of those financial ties are mentioned on the workshop description pages. Those leading the sessions are variously referred to as speakers and experts and using all of their credentialing, but they fail to mention the fact that they are taking thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars more than average from the pharmaceutical companies that manufacture the products their sessions are promoting. That is not mentioned. This year, in terms of their attempt to push back on the weight-neutral paradigm, there were a number of talks about multiply marginalized fat people that tried to shift the narratives about how these folks are often the most harmed by the weight-centric paradigm to the suggestion that the real harm done is that they don't have enough access to the weight-centric paradigm and its drugs and surgeries. In one example, with a title that is in competition with Novo Nordisk's Grand Rounds for the most offensive workshop name, we have a lecture about youth populations called, quote, Two birds, one stone, quote, obesity prevention in today's mental health crisis, end quote. Just as a reminder, in this charming saying, the two birds are killed by the stone. Sadly, given the increased rates of self-harm associated with weight loss pharmacotherapy, weight loss surgery, and weight stigma, this title might be tragically accurate. In the description, there is no mention of these intersections, nor the ways in which weight stigma, like that generated for profit by, quote, obesity week and those who participate in it, can harm mental health in myriad ways, drive disordered eating and eating disorders, lowered health care engagement, etc. While info on pharma payments is not available on open payments for these speakers, one of the two speakers is the associate director of a weight loss clinic, putting them in a position to profit from the recommendations of this talk. The weight loss industry makes tens of billions of dollars a year, and they use a significant amount of that money to market their products directly and indirectly, including by enmeshing themselves in the healthcare industry, including in, quote, medical education. Making things worse, much of the media takes weight loss industry propaganda and prints it as fact, and that's why we have to be aware and on guard. Following the money, critically analyzing the research and its purported findings, and Sadly, protecting ourselves by assuming the worst about the people who are profiting from the weight-centric paradigm. Did you find this post helpful? You can subscribe for free to get future posts delivered direct to your inbox, or choose a paid subscription to support the newsletter and get special benefits. Go to weightandhealthcare.com and click subscribe.